right, everybody. Happy President's Day. Happy Monday. I thought it was actually a, a Sunday and had to be corrected, but welcome to episode number 22 of the Still City Insider podcast. Jim has the day off today. He got to sleep in. He's relaxing, but we have Matt Cecil with us today. Uh, you know him best as Matt Still on the Still City Insider. Matt, welcome uh, to your first appearance on the Still City Insider podcast. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. I'm doing great. Awesome. Matt is super insightful, and we are going to combine forces today and talk about free agency in regards to your Pittsburgh Steelers, specifically the offensive free agents, which players the team should try to re-sign, and then which players on the outside could the team potentially look at bringing in. So we've got a fun show. Uh, We're going to follow this up with the defensive side of the football in terms of free agents. Uh, so you are prepared for what to expect this offseason. Before we get into our free agency uh, talk, want to point out big news. I'm sure everybody is aware by now, but the Steelers have hired Brian Flores as their senior defensive assistant. He's also going to coach the linebackers. This is a big signing. And Matt, when you see this, what's your take on it? First thing that comes to mind is leadership. I think. Ryan Flores exudes leadership, and I think it's a it's a great hire. You know, I try to think about what are the downsides here. You know, is Denver or you know Miami are they maybe gonna hold back on any kind of possible trades down the line? I don't know. I just think it's good for the Steelers. I think it's good for free agency. You can see some players coming out. Cam Hayward talking about it. Guys seem to like the signing and I think it speaks well to the organization. Absolutely. And so much for those people who say that Tomlin doesn't like to go outside of the organization. Yeah. It's from the uh, Belichick coaching tree and this might put a new spin on this defense. Do you forecast any type of schematic changes or do you think this is just going to be a merging of uh, Terrell, Austin, Tomlin and Flores just coming together um, to just better what this current defense is? Yeah, I think you got that right. I think they're just going to better what they already have in place. Now, I think he's going to help linebackers. It'll be interesting to see what he does for the outside linebackers, for somebody like Devin Bush. Um, But just having a knowledgeable guy who knows the fundamentals of the game. You know, I think about the job he did this year at Miami. You know, you start off one and seven, and he righted the ship. Yeah. One out of eight out of nine. That's not easy to do. No. So – it's good. I'm one of those guys that tends to, hey, how come we're not hiring from outside the organization, especially on the offensive side of the ball? Right. But I was happy to see Brian Flores. Uh, it's We'll see what happens, but I think it's good for the defense overall. Absolutely. Big, big win for the defense. And then yeah. in terms of general manager, still no news. The team is continuing, continuing to interview and they are going outside of the organization mm-hmm. and they're doing their due diligence yeah, uh, we haven't heard that Omar Khan or, or Brandon Hunt is the next man up just yet. And then surprisingly, Dan Morgan, uh, middle middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. How ironic a, a position yeah. of need for the Steelers. He's the current assistant general manager for the Carolina pa- Carolina Panthers, and he just yeah. interviewed for the position. University of Miami. You know, yeah, back in the day when they were dominant in the early two thousands. But yeah, no, it's interesting. I just like that, like you said, they're doing their due diligence making sure they're bringing in guys and leaders and, and hearing new ideas. I think that's how they hired Mike Tomlin to begin with. Right. You know, somebody that 
wild them as a leader. And so maybe it ends up being Brandon Hunt and Omar Khan and they stay, but at least they're, they're checking their boxes. And so we'll see what happens with that. I don't, I don't know much about what Dan Morgan did or Carolina, uh, but uh, it's an interesting interview for sure. Yeah. And I was surprised to see, and maybe I'm being judgmental of uh, middle linebackers, but to see him in such a position as assistant general manager, but kudos to him, but we'll keep you updated. If we hear anything in terms of general manager, I'm sure that'll be coming here within the next month. Uh, The Mm -hmm. report is that Colbert's going to stay with the team through the draft and part of the draft and getting ready for the draft is knowing what the Steelers are going to do in free agency. As I said, at the start of the show, we're talking offensive free agents here and we were going to go through position by position, but we're going to hit on those notable names on the offensive side of the football. And really there are some critical guys on, on offense. And we're going to start here, Matt, with Juju Smith Schuster, 26 years old, showed a lot of perseverance and heart, coming back to play in that playoff game against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has said that he wants to be back in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's just lip service to endear himself to the fans, but what's your take on Smith-Schuster in terms of returning to the Steelers? Do you think it's an important um, pursuit? Uh, Your take on Juju? Yeah, I mean, I would like to have him back at the right price. You know, and I think that's what free agency is like. It's like you set a price and – are they, they able to uh, to fall within those parameters? You know, I would like to be, bring them back in a three-year deal, if you could, around seven or eight million a year. Uh, he does a lot of good things for you. He's tough. You know, he's going to block. He's going to convert third downs. I love the, the fact that he came back this year when uh, he could have just packed it in. Yeah. You know, and he and got ready for free agency, and he, and he came and he played in the playoff game. It shows that he wants to win. and so. At the right price, I'd like to get him back. You know, I just yeah. that, you know, we've had concerns in the past about the the Instagram and the, and the things uh, he puts on social media. He's gotten better at that. I mean, maybe at the end of the year, he said some things with the the, the locker room or whatever. Those are things that kind of make me slightly hesitant. But overall, the players seem to like him. Yeah, uh, and he plays hard, and so they can get him back at the right price. Great. You know, I don't know what your your take is on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I don't think they can overspend for Smith Schuster. But, you know, as we were talking offline yesterday, I think the problem is, is there are so many needs on the Steelers team that if you let Juju walk, then it just increases what you need to do in free agency and then also through the draft. So I think they need to try their rear ends off to get him re-signed. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't, and typically I'm the oh, optimist. Yeah. I'm not the pessim- pessimist, yeah. but yeah. Um, that's going to be that's going to be a big loss, and it's just going to increase the need yeah. at the receiver position. Right, you'd like to keep the guys that you develop. Yeah, um, and he's only 26 years old. Exactly. So he's just entering his prime. You like to keep him, but like we said yesterday too, I don't want to do a one year deal again. Right. Right. Yeah. This has a little bit multi year deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Need some stability there. And yeah. then shifting over to the offensive line, we have mm-hmm. Chooks for whom a lot of Steelers fans aren't real thrilled about. Uh, he is a free agent. I'm of the thinking that he should be resigned. He's only 25 years old. He's got a lot of time yet to, to develop and grow. And it wasn't that his play was awful. It was mm-hmm. average, but it can get better. He can improve. 
And again, sure. with Smith-Schuster, if you don't resign a core four, then it's more, it, there are more holes to fill. You only have so many draft picks. You only have so much free agent capital, even though they're going to have enhanced cap space this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if, if I'm the GM, if I'm Kevin Colbert or Dan Morgan, I'm making an offer to a core four. I'm not overpaying, sure. but I'm believing in his talent and I'm holding on to my guy that I drafted. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the only reason why I might move on from him is because if you're going to draft a guy in the first or second round, let's say it's a possibility at tackle. Well, then what's the dynamic of the locker room? You know, because you got a guy who's been playing three, four years. Now he's been in the system and, and you know, somebody's behind him to replace him. I don't know if that's good for the dynamic of team chemistry. Mm-hmm. So that's my hesitancy. I, I like your thought process and, and keeping continuity. Um, but I, I'm kind of looking at maybe potentially a little bit older veteran who's established. thing I with Chukes, um, he hasn't really grown that much like I would expect to see from year one to year four. Yeah, I know coming in, you know, I just I had a former student that uh, played with him and he didn't have – now, guys can change a lot in four years, yeah. but I mean, he didn't have the, the best things to say from a maturity standpoint. So that was a little red flag coming in when they brought yeah. him in, and I was hoping to see that growth. And when I think of those two things, I'm a little hesitant to bring him back. I would like to see, and it's possible they could, um, but just see what they can get maybe from somebody who's done it a little bit longer and who's had a little bit more success, especially on the right side because Chuck seems to be a little bit more fit, better fit for the left side. And we got Dan Moore already there. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I like the thought process, but you can go either way on that one. Right. And I almost wonder, I mean, this might be a shot in the dark. Matt, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry about that. I'll, I'll have to edit this out. I had my computer froze up on me here real okay, fast. No worries. Hang on one second. Sure. That happens every once in a while. Um, I'll just hit reset here. So one thing I don't think would happen, um, but it just came to me, would there be any chance that they could push? Let's say they do resign a core four. If they push him mm-hmm. over to the left side and switch, yeah. you know, but I guess that would go against my, my, my logic earlier for continuity. You're really not letting a guy settle in. Um, right. You know, all the repetition that Dan Moore's got over on the left side and he played on the left side in college. Now suddenly we're going to ask him to do different footwork on the right side. I don't know. He maybe down the road, maybe he's because his pass blocking was a little bit of an issue this year. Yeah. But I expect him to get better, but we don't know if he's a better fit for the right side. I'd like to keep him at, at the left side. Yeah. I'm hoping we're wearing number 65. He's he develops into that next, next John Jackson type of player. Uh, but I want to see what he's got year two at, at left tackle. Yeah. Yeah. The John Jackson reference that, that shows that your, your depth of Steelers knowledge and fandom sticking <laughs> along with the uh, offensive line, JC Hosnauer. He's an exclusive rights free agent. I think they resign him. Yep. They don't have a lot of options at center. They're still, yep. the jury's still out on Kendrick green. Although some people have already arrived at their judgment on him. Mm-hmm. Um, just the center position in general, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, you bring it back. I think 
you know, he's exclusive rights free agent. That's a no brainer. Uh, he can only get better. Young guys get better. Yeah. And if he ends up being your backup for the next four or five years, and he's not, they're going to assign him to a long-term extension, just bring him back on the, the minimum uh, exclusive rights. But maybe he's a guy you keep around like Hokey and, you know, you get an injury there. He's been in the system for a few years. So I think it's no brainer bringing him back. Uh, maybe they bring in a veteran at some point, but uh, Wolf had a, a good article about uh, Green this morning. And I'm a believer in Green as well. I think when you're nasty like that, when you play hard and you're physical and he's athletic and he's strong, he just needs – there's a lot going on at that position. So yeah. to ask him to play center after he's only played four year, games in college and start as a rookie, that's a lot. And uh, he didn't back down. He, he stayed. He kept playing hard. He just he was up and down more times down than up. But yeah, you could see the potential there. And I, I don't want to give up on that. I think uh, another year of development. We'll see what happens. But probably bring in a veteran at some point to mm-hmm. in free agency that you know as a as a fallback option who can maybe play both center and guard. I know I know you had a, a good option for that when we talk about offensive line. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about yeah. outside free agents. But um, yes. you're right. You know, a lot of people were harshly critical of Green. And understandably, he didn't play well. But you make good points. That's a difficult position to come in mm-hmm. and start right away. And, oh, yeah, we're going to give you number 53. No pressure or anything. Um, he embraced it. He, he did. didn't run away from number 53. He did. I, I like that, too. The yeah. thing I like about him and Dan Moore is those guys are growth mindset type dudes. They yeah. they don't blink. They don't they don't get frustrated when they make mistakes. They look at mistakes as opportunities. Yeah, and they're trying to get better. They're not wallowing in misery of I, I don't know if I can make it here. Yeah, and I think they're professional, and I think they keep coming at you. I can work with that. Yeah, I can give that guy another another opportunity not that i'm going to give it to him i'm going to make him earn it but i don't think they should give up on him yet yeah i'm i'm in agreement with that as well and then the last player just wanted to talk about um offensive free agent and again there's other offensive free agents but these are probably the most notable ones ray 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 mcleod um you know you can make an argument either way there he does provide something in the return game he, he did show out in that that fourth and eight catch against the the Ravens, but you know I think you could find somebody in the later rounds who uh, like a Valus Jones Jr. who can give you that deep deep threat, yeah. uh, but can also provide in in the return game. Are you signing yeah. him if uh, if you're Colbert and you got your GM hat on, or are you letting him walk? I'm gonna I'm gonna let that market kind of figure itself out first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's solid. Uh, he did a decent job. I think if we're going to bring Juju back, they need a little bit, not to say that he's not fast because he's he's fast, but he's not 4-3, four, 4-4. Four, four. They need a little bit more of an explosive dynamic. If they can get it out of a fourth or fifth guy, then I think Ray Ray provides. Not that if, if they ended up bringing him back, I mean, you have continuity there. Yeah. I'm okay with it as a fifth guy. Um, yeah. I'd just like to see what else is out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm of similar thinking that 
Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of wait and see how things play out. See if someone falls to you in the draft. You don't have to be in a rush to sign this guy right away. It's not like the rest of the NFL is, you know, waiting to uh, submit an offer to him. But exactly. and I think that's what the Steelers are going to do at a lot of these positions with a, a lot of players like McLeod. See what's out there. They're always trying to improve their roster. Um, yeah, there might be somebody young and hungry there. Uh, maybe not even later rounds of the draft. Maybe um, an undrafted guy that they can get in. Sure. Uh, so that'll be something mm-hmm. fun to watch as time goes on. And then shifting gears here, um, talking about, oh man, sorry about that. I keep yeah. getting calls and it keeps pushing my, um, sorry about that. Um, but no worries. shifting attention to the uh, outside offensive free agents. Uh, this is really, uh, you, you've done a lot of research here. So you've got some, some knowledge that you can drop on us. Uh, let's talk about players that you want to see in black and gold that you feel can really help this team in 2022. Sure. Which position you want to start at? Wherever you, wherever you want to take this, man, I'm going to follow your lead here. Okay. Well, let's start with the quarterback position, man. That's the, the one that seems to have the most popularity. And look, I, I'm looking at like a lot of people are between Mariota and Trubisky as somebody that you bring in to just compete with Mason Rudolph on a one-year deal. Those guys are looking for an opportunity to maybe get a starting position one more time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they come in at $3 million and they play for a year and they try to compete and see who ends up starting. Because they could draft somebody like a Malik, Malik Willis. He, he also doesn't mean that he's ready. So they would want to showcase their ability maybe against a, a Mason Rudolph. And I had to pick one. I would probably go with Trubisky. Uh, there's a couple years there, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 16 and eight in the last season. One, and I know when they got under center and they started having some more play action game that he had more success. Uh, Mariota's had some injuries, and that's mm-hmm. why I would be concerned to bring him, him in. And mm-hmm. I would probably go with a little bit younger, a little bit thicker, uh, stronger Trubisky and see what he can do against Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thought process? And- yeah, so I, I, it's interesting that you bring up Mitchell Trubisky because I was having this conversation with uh, two of my buddies uh, at the end of last week that they were yeah. they were saying, "Hey, you know, this is a guy they should resign." But I've never been I've never been a fan of his game. What do you see in his performance, or you know, what he can bring to a team that you feel he'd be a nice fit for Canada's offense? Because just and again, I haven't done enough study on him, but he always seems like he was unable to push the ball down the field. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem like the most confident player. So mm-hmm. that, that's concerning. You know, whether you grow into it, it's hard to do. But he's 6'2", 220. He's athletic. He can run play action. He can run those boot, bootlegs you're looking to do. Uh, there's a lot of pressure coming in as the number two overall pick, especially when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are killing it after you. Right. Uh, you know, there's – the inexperience, and we talked about that yesterday in terms of going into the draft. He didn't have enough experience starting in college. Guys come out too quick. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that probably is going to continue to hurt him on the NFL level. It's just what are the options here? You know, we, we don't want to sign, a, let's say, a Bridgewater. Now you're paying a guy $20 million. Now you're just – of course, Rudolph then doesn't have an opportunity to start. And What's the difference? Because Bridgewater is a bridge quarterback. Yeah. And the same thing probably the case with either somebody like Trubisky or Mason Rudolph for $3 million or $5 million in that range. 
you know, he's, you, you can't bring in a guy that's going to make more than Mason Rudolph and tell Rudolph that he's going to get an opportunity to, to start. That Nobody seems excited about that opportunity anyway, whether it's yeah. the, his teammates or, or even coaches. So who knows? But uh, I just think that, you know, they signed him for a year extension for a reason to maybe think that he's a bridge, whether it's a draft pick or another guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just saw see. more out of Trubisky's play action game where I think they got to build around the run. That's kind of one of the things I wrote about is getting back to having like a foundational, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to move the pile on you. We're coming, we're coming at you. Yeah. And we, we can run cause they're not going to be able to compete with Mahomes and, and Josh Allen and, and Burrow, you know, whoever they get, whether it's this year or next year, they're going to likely have lesser than at quarterback. And how do you beat those teams? Well, you beat them when eventually you get to the point where, hey, we're running it. It's five minutes to go at the end of the game and yeah. you can't stop it. Yeah. And you know it's coming. And then now I can take that average quarterback and now I can beat now I can beat the top end guys. That's yeah. that's, that's the way they're gonna have to do it. Yeah, that I, I would agree with you. That's gotta be the mentality. They're not gonna be able to throw 30, 40 times a game, or if they do, they'll be six and eleven. Uh yeah. You know, but I do think they they need to bring in a mid tier quarterback, whether it is Trubisky. Um, you know, you talked about Mariota there earlier. I think just with his mobility, I like him a little bit more. But there right. are injury concerns, right. and yeah, they're they're more insurance. You know, like like you said about Hosnauer, these are insurance guys. These aren't guys you're bringing in to start. But you know, if Rudolph flounders or if they do draw, draft a rookie and they're not ready, you're not going to throw them to the wolves. You have options. How about yeah, an offense? Haskins, I don't think Haskins is, is just mechanically from what I see. He's a little bit elongated. He's not quite Byron Leftwich in terms of a, a windup, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit longer. Touch really isn't there. Yeah. Uh, understanding of, you know, he came out way too early too. Yeah. So understanding how to call protections and do certain things. You could see he struggled with that at Washington. Yeah. So uh, I'm not putting any eggs in that basket as well. I think they need to bring in another guy, regardless if they draft him. Yeah. I actually, whenever he, this was before the draft or maybe after the draft last year, I went back through all the Haskins stats, even back to high school. And the one thing that jumped out to me is he was the, the master of the, the dump off the short passes. And then a lot of uh, yards after the catch, not a really big, deep ball guy. Um, You know, he's he's got some mobility. He's not great. He's got a cannon of an arm, but he doesn't really use it. So uh, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see him being really a factor. He'll get a chance to compete again. Um, but I've said on my other show that I do that I'm convinced that there is a quarterback out of those top five guys that they like. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that'll be their selection at pick 20, but they're going to get one of these mid-tier guys as well. How about shifting over off to the offensive line? Any guys stand out to you there? Yeah, so I wrote about Morgan Moses as a piece, but I also liked if we go to guard, because you brought up a guy that if they're going to go guard, that I like a lot in Lake and Tomlinson. I want yeah. some leadership along the offensive line. You know, you got Austin Corbett's out there, uh, James Daniels out there as, as guards. But I think Tomlinson being 30, having started 16 games, uh, what is it, about six years in a row now, Mm-hmm. You grad, highly intelligent dude. So you put him in between Dan Moore and Kenyon Green. Now you got a, a veteran in there. Mm-hmm. And he's 
if they're going to go inside zone and do a little more zone blocking in Canada's scheme, you know, he was definitely doing zone blocking with Shanahan in San Francisco. He's a guy that I like, but the reason why I lean more toward tackle, and I know that's surprising to some because really they probably – Kevin Dotson's undecided. But if you bring in Tomlinson and you move Dotson to right guard, I don't have a problem with that move because he played 52 games at right guard in college. I think that yeah. might be a better fit for him anyway, kind of kind of like when they uh, flip-flopped Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. They took off. He might be better at that position. Uh, but Morgan Moses is a guy who started 16 games this is six or seven consecutive, seven consecutive years mm-hmm. now because he's going into his ninth year. And he played some zone with the Jets last year. But Virginia guy seems like a professional that if you don't bring back an core for. And I think you're going to have to pay more for Lake and Tomlinson, probably upwards mm-hmm. of 10 million versus Morgan Moses, or maybe you can get him between seven and eight million. And right now, like I think conservatively when it comes to free agency, I'm, I I tend to agree with the way the Steelers do business during the offseason when it comes to free agencies to get those second tier guys. And my budget, and I don't know what yours is like right now, I, I, I'm trying to keep these guys under 10 million. And if I can sign guys for 8 million or less at certain positions, and I think I can do that there in Guard, I really can't. Plus, guard, I think there's more depth in the first or second round where I could address that need better than I could tackle because the kids, the Northern Illinois kid, Trevor Penning, and then the kid from Central Michigan, you're definitely going to have to sit those kids out a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's going to be development stage in there. Round two, it's kind of bare at that position after that. So that's why I'm looking at free agency at like right tackle somebody like Moses, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, the only thing with, with Moses, I know he was available because he was a surprise release, I think last yes. year. Um, yeah. I know there was some speculation that potentially the Steelers could go after him to sign him. Sure. They did kick the tires there. I can't remember if they brought him in for a visit or not. Yeah. I just don't know if, um, you know, being that he was available last year and they had the opportunity to sign him, what changed this, you know, this past year, unless yeah. they aren't satisfied with the core four, and sure. they are going to let him go, and they do bring him in. So, well, he's you know, a little he's, bit better run blocker than yeah. definitely the core four. Like, I, I I take pro football focus with a grain of salt. And yeah, I've even said to Jim before. I mean, it's maybe seventy percent accurate. You could take something out of it, but it's not the end all be all. But you know, over the last few years, he's had above average run blocking grade. He's pretty average in terms of pass blocking, and you know, he's been starting a long time. You know, I want some reliability and maybe somebody that can kind of get downhill in the running game a little bit and, and be serviceable maybe for a couple of years until he, you know, he bridges maybe a higher pick. If they don't do tackle this year, maybe they do it the next year mm-hmm. and he's that bridge for the next guy. But I'd like to see them. Definitely. I think we're in agreement getting a veteran to come in and kind of balance that offensive line with youth with a little bit of older. Uh, yeah you know, experience. Right. Yep. It's, I definitely see that happening. It just depends on, you know, what it's going to be. The last yeah. spot I want to hit on, um, then we can wrap this up here. Uh, yeah. Wide receiver um, guy that I threw out there, DJ Chark, Chark, Shark. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but yeah. you know, I think depending on what ha- happens with Juju, I think that's the, the pivot point for everything, because if he doesn't resign, then that triggers mm-hmm. a whole, 
chain of events that have to occur. If he does resign, they're in a little better position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shark, I like. He's only 25, six foot four, speedy guy. We were talking yesterday. He came out at the time that James Washington did. He's more of a burner than Washington is, so he could stretch the field for you. It's just going to depend on how much he, you know, he costs and what his price tag will be. Wide receivers that that you like or that you could see potentially joining the team. I'm curious, and and Shark, how much are you willing to spend for him? No, that's the thing that that ten million number that you put out there. I wouldn't. I can't see paying him any more. But right, because I know like us uh, spot rack. I think it is. Anyway, they had estimated it probably. Not, that might be high because he's had some injuries. I believe is he hasn't really been as productive as he was a couple of years ago. But they were projecting near twelve million. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, then I would think we're both in agreement that we're out on that. Yeah. Uh, the other concern I have is. Because you got Claypool, and Claypool really, you're going to play similar roles. So who's going to play the slot, right? Who's going to yeah. play inside? You can move Deontay inside, but how good does he work consistently inside? I know a lot of times you're getting miscommunications with him on the outside. Yeah. Let alone trying to figure him out on the inside. Uh, now let's say that he can't do it, and I love the the idea of getting speed in that receiver course. So I think that your thought process is sound on that. And he was somebody I considered somebody that I thought fits maybe a little bit better at a lower cost was Cedric Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. And I know his dad left in 2008, maybe on not the best of terms where he had to get released for some off the field stuff. Um, but, you know, I've just been reading about it, and I know his son learned from it, and they have a good tight relationship. And mm-hmm. even though he only, he only ran like a 4.55, I mean, eight, 81 catches for 1,500-plus yards at Boise. And then last year he had 13.7 yards of catch, and he's somebody who can play inside or outside. Yeah. So now I'm looking at, well, if Claypool doesn't work out or maybe you don't re-sign Deontay, you got a guy that can either play inside or outside, but – can play the slot, mm-hmm. but maybe is developing into a number two or can be a really solid number three. And you can get them for maybe around $6 million a year, three years, maybe somewhere between 18 and $21 million. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe a little bit lower. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but when I saw him play, I saw good separation and I, I had to say like, who's this Wilson kid wearing number one for Dallas? Oh, that's Cedric Wilson's kid. And I looked him up. And so he caught my attention. And yeah. I think that's kind of like that, you know, under the radar type guy that maybe yeah. is on the come and blossoming that you can get for the right price. I tell you this, I do like signing guys that are either on their second or third contract for wide receiver when we have so many experienced quarterbacks, either it's going to be Rudolph, somebody else. Yeah. To have guys that are established, I thought Buffalo did a good job with that a couple of years back when they brought in John Brown and Cole Beasley. And I think the Steelers doing something similar in this position would be wise. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if they don't get Juju, I like him as a, a potential fallback option. Yeah. Um, you mentioned T.Y. Hilton yesterday, too. Yeah, because I, I just think the room needs some more leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they did that with Terrence Mathis back in 2002 when he had a productive career. I just saw that, you know, the projection on TY is two years, 12 million. And if that's the case, I'm out. I'm looking more at like $4 million. 
you know, especially if you're going to pay somebody like Wilson six, six or seven million, you don't want to pay another guy six, seven million. Yeah. But I think maybe at this stage of his career, if he's not getting what he's looking for on the open market, and then he comes in as a fourth guy who, if there's an injury, you got somebody who has experience that steps in. But not only that, I want somebody that's played 10, 11 years, that's been a professional, that Juju, yeah, maybe he doesn't need it as much, but Claypool and Deontay Johnson could use a guy like that. Yeah, in agreed. The and agreed. I think that would be a good fit. And then the other replacement for, you know, uh, if they don't bring back McLeod is uh, somebody like Isaiah McKenzie or even Khalif Raymond from Detroit, but those guys that are four three, four four, yeah, he's small. When you're talking about McKenzie, five seven, one seventy something, uh, but he's a burner and he gives you a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Whether it's on the jet sweeps or you're going four wide on third down, and, and you can utilize his speed in certain matchups. I think having a speed dimension to the group, especially if you're going to bring back veterans or sign veterans, is good. And you know they could still do a, a seventh round. Like the kid Jones, you're talking about it at yeah. Tennessee. They could still do that, and either you, you keep a six guy, or you develop them on the practice squad. Yeah, but I think that would be a sound plan for that position. I like the Wilson uh, signing, and that's typically historically with the Steelers, they always have those under the radar names that you're like, what, who? But then you you look into them, you say, oh, okay, I see. So I think there is some value there. Um, yeah. Needless to say, there are several needs on this Pittsburgh Steelers team. They can't do it all through the draft. They're going to be active in free agency. And, you know, hopefully we provided some insight to all of you out there uh, in the audience. And we're going to be following this up. We're going to be taking a look at the defensive free agents here soon. Uh, Also some outside defensive free agents that the team could possibly bring in. But, Matt, it was great talking with you today. Uh, Super nice. Had a great time, Jeremy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's fun. Yeah. Glad to have you on. And make sure you're checking out Matt's work on the Still City Insider. And Matt, do you have any social media handles you want to put out there where people can check out your stuff? Or I avoid social media like the plague, really. But uh... okay. All right. (laughs) I understand. I understand 100. percent I teach my kids all the time. My students, man, with their I call it their phones, depression devices, and, and you know and so I, I'm going to be doing some because I, I talked about this with you yesterday and I do training stuff and I work with athletes. That's really what I want to use it for is to, to serve other people with knowledge that I've developed in, in the fields that I, I'm passionate about. But uh, right now, I don't, I, don't, I don't ever check them. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I stay good. away from social media for the most part. All good, man. That, you're, that, you're a smart man. You're a smart man. <laughs> so. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's a constant reminder. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, everybody, we want to thank you so much for joining us here today. Episode number 22, the offseason rolls along. We'll be announcing when we'll be uh, publishing next week, whether or not Matt's going to be back on, if Jim will be on, or maybe we'll have two coming at you next week, two podcasts. Stay tuned. Check it out. As always, you can check out my work at thestillstudy.com or also give me a follow on Twitter. Uh, on your depression device at Still Study. <laughs> and we hope you have a great President's Day, a great week. And Matt, take care and have a good week. You, you as well, Jeremy. Thank you. All right. See you, Matt.